I think we've all been shocked by the story we saw last night unfolding before our very eyes. We were confronted with distressing and potentially tragic scenes at the Denmark-Finland game at the Euros when Danish midfielder Christian Eriksen collapsed on the field. The Inter Milan player dropped to the ground shortly before half-time in Copenhagen and he received emergency treatment on the pitch before being rushed to hospital where he's said to be in a stable condition. It does raise the question of what you would do in a similar situation. Would you be able to perform CPR or would you even know how to use a defibrillator? Well, we're joined on the line now by one man who knows only too well what it's like to watch a loved one collapse suddenly and that's Conor Gormley. You might know him as a three-time All-Ireland winner for Tyrone. Um, good morning, Conor. Um, I suppose you... Good morning. You really... Were we're at the cold face of this and it involved your father. Can you tell us what happened? I believe he was watching you play a match when he collapsed. Yes, that's correct. Um, just on the scenes last night, just as I seen it, switched over after the halftime in the throne game. I just switched over and I seen the scenes there sort of brought me back to what happened myself and my father just, just over three years ago. Um, we were playing a, a club club league game down in our bowl on a Friday evening and just as I was coming out for the start of the second half coming out of the change rooms, one of the one of my club managers come over to me and says, your father, your father is, uh, your father's collapsed in the stand. And just as I looked over to the stand, I could see him, I could see him just lying in the stand. So I just made a beeline for the stand to hop the fence and there, there was a load of people around and we're sort of lucky too that there was nurses that were in attendance of, at the game as well from, from our bow. And just as that then, the, the defibrillator was brought over and I got the defibrillator opened and, and I placed the, the pads on and and the defibrillator sort of took over from there, but just was last night's scenes just really brought back how how lucky we are that that the defibrillator was there, and it was it was a shock and a shock to see your loved one go down like that or be lying like that and not responding. But just so lucky now that he's, he's still alive and doing well at the minute. Do you have any memory, or do you remember what was going through your mind during that experience? Um. <laughs> Uh, just, just uh, sort of fear, and, and so, so scared. My mum was sitting beside, and I could hear her squealing and and crying at the same time. And there was a lot of commotion and going on, and it just was trying to force keep a, a keep a calm head. Really, when I got the defibrillator opened, and and the people around the, the club were very good as well. Around that, around everybody was there, very good and very helpful, and trying to keep me calm. I was sort of maybe losing the head a wee bit. Maybe I was, I was. Uh, Fear of the, of the outcome, what, what could happen, you know, that sort of way. And just thankfully that everything tur- turned out okay on that occasion for us. That's what it was. I think we can often be conditioned by really dramatic scenes we've seen in programmes like ER and Grey's Anatomy, people shouting clear with mm. defibrillators. Um, and we might be afraid to use them in real life, but as you found, it actually talks you through the process. Yeah, so without a doubt, I definitely, it was uh, great, great help once you get the pods on, it gives you instructions to keep the pods on, and uh, then it, it basically takes over. So it, it it was keeping everybody calm and telling you to stand clear. And I think I remember somebody might, might have put a hand on them, and I sort of very nicely told them to get their hand off. And but it it, it is a, it's an amazing machine, and it's something that all clubs now that no matter what level you're at, that should be really looking looking to get one if they don't have one have one on on site. And I think it's very important that they keep that up up to date. You know the batteries don't that last that long, and make sure the batteries you know is is good to go. That it'd be really Imagine it's you needed a defibrillator and you, you open it up and then the battery's dead. You know just how bad would that be? You know, but that's their their amazing machine and the more available they are, the the more lives they'll save. That's the thing, isn't it? We get them installed and then a lot of times people may not look at them again. And then when they need them, like you said, you realise the batteries are dead. How good are we at promoting 
and I suppose minding these life-saving services, do you think, have we got that education now? Because I know you're very involved in promoting CPR and the installation of defibrillators. No, I think there could be could be more done, even right down maybe to, to in, in the secondary schools and stuff like that. I think it could be more could be done to promote it. More could be promoted on the CPR, the first aid part of it as well. You know, sort of what to do on them sort of first first moments or first instance if somebody does collapse or something does happen, that they're aware of what to do. And uh, and the defibrillator training is, is massive. We would have done it before through through my job with with coaching with Throne County Board. So it's massive to try and get that done as well. Keep keep it up to date as well, as well as the defibrillators being up to date. Keep your your CPR training up to date or first aid training up to date. It's a massive for for anybody because you just don't know when. I didn't think that evening or as a family going down that evening to play a club league game that would end up in the Craig Gavin Hospital with my dad been you know f- flatlined basically for for a few minutes we got the readings back from her from the, the defibrillator come back we got a reading so it showed him that had he had twice been flatlined and the defibrillator then got him going again the third time so it just shows you that the, how important they are when we think of Tyrone uh, and the Tyrone football team, we think of immense footballers, especially that team of the noughties. And people might say, well, not so much maybe yeah. yesterday, but sure, that's only the league. But unfortunately, we also think of, you know, tragedy and your former captain as well, Cormac McAnallen. You lost him as well at a very young age. So of all people, you yourself, Connor, and I'm sure all your teammates, former that I know you're still dealing with in club and county as well in Tyrone, you guys are very much aware of this because you've seen it and you've seen the difference, a bit of education and a bit of knowing the basics, the difference that can make. Oh, also, a doubt, you know, was throwing teams went through through a lot of tragedies, and just Cormac was a. At that time, it was difficult to take and difficult to, to understand really what what went on, and that's sort of what I'm saying. That if we have a bit more education and we bit more awareness of what what can happen or what could, what was going on with sort of young people or or with anybody at any instance. So the education massive and if we got someone maybe into as I say into the, the secondary schools and the schools would be would be a great help, you know, just some people would be would be fearful of, of going to somebody in an accident or, or coming upon an accident and, and know not what to do. So education massive and like we've had some tragedies in Tyrone like recently as well, but Fergal McKeon, ex coach as well and ex players, Johnny Corn and Ex backroom staff, Jim Corn as well. So, so it's just a lot of tragedy and a lot of lot of lot of learning to come from it as well. I think this story though did have a good outcome. Uh, finally, how's your dad getting on now? Ah, uh, he's he's going well now. He's uh, that's just over three years ago at the start of May. So he's back and he's got back playing his golf. I think that's the main thing. He got back out playing his golf. So he's all good and all all go. He's a bit of a part time farmer as well. So. Health's good and everyone's going to plan at the minute, thankfully. Fingers crossed it continues like that. That's great, Connor. Thank you very much for your time. It's been a real education listening to you this morning. That's Connor Gormley, three-time All-Ireland winner for Tyrone. And I'd encourage anyone, especially if you're a coach or involved in a sports team, but it's good for everyone to go on a CPR course. They're widely available and there's plenty of resources as well at places like the Irish Heart Foundation. You can find them at irishheart.ie. So do see about preparing yourself to be able to react in that situation. 